بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد after the fajr salah after the asr salah in particular and after other salahs also we have been taught to recite the three tasbihs three tasbihat of meaning 33 times subhanallah 33 times alhamdulillah and 34 times Allahu Akbar. So this is known as Tasbih Fatimi. That is attributed to Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. And the attribution to her is in this sense that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had initially taught it to her and given it to her as a gift. The well-known Hadith Sharif where Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha had come to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that she had heard or Hazrat Ali radiallahu anha came to know that there's some slaves that have come so to ask for one slave to help to do all the very difficult household chores what difficult household chores <coughs> in our time and era the difficult household chores takes a different meaning depends which buttons to press but in that zamana, in that time, the chores included, for example, grinding the flour, let alone buying the bread, first the flour had to be ground, which was a very difficult thing, very taxing thing. Then cooking on the open fire with all that smoke and fumes in a small confined space, fetching the water in a leather bag from a distance and bringing it and various other tasks of this nature so the Fatima Radnanha came but there were some people with Nabi Salaam at that time so her natural modesty and shame did not make it possible for her to be able to express this in that gathering, in that presence of people so she went away so later that night Nabi Salaam came to the house and inquired that you had come. So in any case, as Ali Ridlano explains, that I had advised that go and find out if you can have a, have a slave. Now who is asking for a slave? And from who is she asking? Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, who is the queen of Jannat. The queen of Jannat, and she's asking from who? From her father, who had the ability or the authority at that time to grant her this what she has come for. Which father does not want the best for his child, for his daughter? And especially something that will make her life easy in terms of such difficult chores. And who could have had more love for his daughter than Rasulullah But what does Nabi Salaam say to her? And addresses both of them. Should I tell you something better than what you have asked for? He said, please. So Nabi Wasallam at that time granted this tasbih Fatimi in place of that slave that she had come to request and sent her off with this that recite this tasbih before you go to bed. One is after the salahs and the same thing to be recited before going to bed. The last thing 
ഹാപ്പിലി She didn't have any, that, fine, I'll read this tasbih also, but give me the slave as well. She didn't even say that. That the tasbih and the slave, there wasn't any problem in that. But when Nabi Islam says that this is better than that slave, then this is something enough for me. And she wholeheartedly accepted this and they practiced on this. practiced on this to what extent hazrat ali radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu he says that from that day when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us this tasbih now he's talking about this in the time of his khilafat when he was amirul mu'minin so how many years have passed in between It's approximately maybe 50 years later now 45 50 years later he's saying from that day to this day i haven't missed it out once So somebody asked him who was sitting there in that gathering that what about the night of Siffin when he was the commander of the army at that time and it was a very severe battle and obviously though this was a very very taxing time something that really overwhelms a person so that night when you took a small rest that night you remembered it also he says even the night of siffin i remember it and i recited it so this was the sahaba ikram that when they were given something then they took it wholeheartedly and then they didn't take it in half measures they practiced on it fully so he says from that day till this day how many years have passed 35 40 50 years have passed not one day i've missed it out Ulama write that this was given in lieu of that slave or that servant that she had come to ask for. Apart from the spiritual benefit, which is obvious, this is tasbihat, it purifies the heart. This is a means of gaining strength in the next day's work. When a person punctually recites this tasbihat, this becomes a means from Allah Ta'ala's side that the next day he will be given energy and strength to complete the tasks of the day. And This is the experience of many Akabir and Ahlullah who explain that no matter how tired the person got during the course of the day, but at night before going to bed, these tasbihat were recited, and the next day, though there was very little time left to sleep, whatever, the next day everything carried on like a person had a full night's rest, whereas he barely could get enough time to sleep. But this was the barakat of these tasbihat. So, this is such a simple thing. But these are the things that shaitan will come in. At that 11th hour, he says, now you're too tired now, tomorrow. Leave it today now. I mean, one day you're going to miss it out, so what? So one day when a person misses it out, it opens the door to missing it out the second day. When he misses out the second day, it opens the door to missing it for the whole week. And that opens the door to missing it for the whole month, and then it's gone. So that little bit of how long, hundred tasbih of subhanallah, it won't take hundred seconds. So that's the one thing that to punctually recite this before going to bed. And after salah, there are various different ahadith and narrations 
in some the same number has been mentioned. Some ahadith even mentioned 10 times each. So at least 10 times each after Fajr, after Asr, we completed at least 10 times each after Zuhar, after Maghrib, after Isha. And the better procedure is that a person after the Farz, very quickly, short dua, and then he commences with his sunnats. After the sunnats, whatever other wadaif, reciting Ayatul Kursi, reciting these tasbihat at least 10 times each, so that after the sunnats, a person tries and completes this also. So, this is the number, but then there's another aspect to this. One is the way we recite these tasbihat. Like a person, he switched on the tape recorder. So now when he switched on the tape recorder that was pre-recorded, so it carries on playing, that tape recorder doesn't know what he's reading. It's lifeless. So it just plays back what was recorded. So likewise, we unfortunately, when reciting these tasbihat, etc., we merely display back what's recorded. But there is no spirit in it, there is no consciousness in it, there is no life in it. So we just recite what we replay what we recorded and get over with it, it's done, fine, end of story. Whereas these tasbihat are to be recited in a very conscious manner. Subhanallah, with the meaning in mind, Subhanallah, Allah Ta'ala is free from every blemish. Allah Ta'ala is free from every blemish. Allah Ta'ala is free from every fault. Whether we express it or not, Allah Ta'ala is totally above all this. He doesn't require our expressing His glory, uh, His purity and glorifying Him. But when a person will recite this consciously, he will glorify Allah Ta'ala, not just reciting it as if he is relating something, but he is establishing this purity for Allah Ta'ala. That I am testifying to this. That Allah Ta'ala is pure from every blemish. Allah Ta'ala is pure from everything. But this will become the means of him becoming pure of faults. When he is reciting it consciously, reciting it in a way that the spirit is in it, the heart and soul is in it, this will now become his benefit. That Allah Ta'ala will purify him. He's reciting Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala, whether we say it or not. And every praise of any sort, whatever, for whoever, this is all due for Allah alone. So whether we say it or not, this is the reality. But when we will express this in a proper manner, from the bottom of our hearts, with that spirit in it, Allah Ta'ala will put praiseworthy qualities in us also. And Allahu Akbar, Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. Allah Ta'ala's greatness, His kibriyai, His magnificence, a person with this consciousness in the mind and heart is reciting Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, this whole sky, this whole earth, these are minute creations of Allah Ta'ala. As vast as the sky seems to us, and it is so vast, and subhanallah, Allah Ta'ala's kudrat, that this whole vast sky is being held up without any pillar. But this is still a very minute little creation of Allah Ta'ala. This is now the thing to bear in mind at that time, the greatness of Allah Ta'ala. And with that in our minds and hearts, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala is the greatest, whether we express it or not. 
But by us expressing it in the correct way, Allah Ta'ala will put some, some fraction of greatness in us also. Not in the sense that we want to be better than anybody else, but that we become presentable to Him on, his, on the day of Qiyamah. So these tasbihat are very effective in purifying us from all the evil qualities and bringing in the akhlaqi hamida, the praiseworthy qualities. This is the whole essence of tasawwuf, the cleansing of oneself from all what is termed as akhlaqi razila, the evil qualities, whether it's pride, whether it's malice, whether it's jealousy, whether it's the love of the ego, whether it's the love of dunya, whether it is all the haram and illicit things, and bringing in akhlaqi hamida, bringing in all the praiseworthy qualities bringing in taqwa, tawakkul, bringing in generosity, bringing in humility and all the various good qualities. So by reciting subhanallah in the correct way, we are cleansing ourselves of these akhlaqi razila. And alhamdulillah in the proper way, this will become a means of bringing the akhlaqi hamida. And Allahu Akbar in the proper way will take us closer to Allah Ta'ala. So these tasbihat are very deep, very great and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi taught it after every salah to be recited and together with this is that hadith that we discussed previously as well when the fuqaraya muhajireen the poor muhajireen came and they complained so to say that the wealthy sahaba are ahead of us because they spend in the path of Allah Ta'ala we don't have wealth to spend Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi taught them this tasbihat and he said to them you recite this nobody can equal the reward you will get no matter how much he spends but then they came back to say, but the wealthy sahaba learned this also. And they are still spending in the path of Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Islam said, Zalika fadlullahi yu'tihi mayyasha. That is the grace of Allah Ta'ala, he gives to whom he wills. But the lesson in this for us is, that this Nabi Islam told them, that nobody can equal that reward that you will get, no matter how much they spend. So no matter how much, how much, there's no limit to how much. Billions. That reward is available for us in the recitation of these tasbihat. So at least 10 times each and 33 times subhanallah, 33 times alhamdulillah and 34 times Allahu Akbar, then this is obviously so much more greater. So these tasbihat, very simple, very easy, hardly any time, but again, like many other aspects we have been taught, these are very deep, very effective, things that have great effect and that tasbih Fatimi at night before going to bed, as mentioned, that together with the spiritual benefit, the cleansing of the heart and all these things that we have mentioned, this has physical benefit also. That it becomes a means of strength and energy for the next day's work. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. A'udhu billahi s-sami' al-alimi min ash-shaytani rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami' al-alimi min ash-shaytani rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami' al-alimi min ash-shaytani rajim. والله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة والرحمن الرحيم والله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون والله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
قل هو الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق اذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد اذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق اذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد اذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق اذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد اذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس اله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنه والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس اله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنه والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس اله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنه والناس سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم